I'm so glad you moved that cord. Just the thought that your iPad would be resting on the cord. I don't know why that would bother me so much, but I it really would. I can't do it. I, I literally would dip, I'd probably get up and move it because I'm like, I can't even look at it. I found out from Rhett and Link, actually, it's called OCPD. It's not OCD. All right, somebody figure out the P. Don't let them tell you. You know, it's obsessive compulsive disorder. I like What's it. What's the P in there for now? You got to do it quick. What do you got? Go first. Josh. Obsessive compulsive Particular disorder. Okay. Oh, Obsessive compulsive. Real good. Permissive. Okay. Disorder. Okay. Obsessive compulsive penis disorder because I think it's mostly with dudes. I wanted to. I was gonna say that was. I didn't want to say penal. I didn't want to say it's penis because it's mostly about guys. Penal actually would have been better, but that's legal. It's like yeah, it's penile. Yeah, you're in penile. About <laughs> no, 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 it's penal. They're just really penile. obsessive about the about penile law. is penis size denial. Our oh. guys are like, no, you're in penile. Oh, oh you're in penile. Oh, you're in penile. Yeah. Obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Oh yeah, you right. And it's simply the the innate like impulsive dis- like desire to to put stuff in order, mm-hmm. not the like, I got to flip the switches on and right. off 10 Makes times sense. before I walk in a room. Because I'm always like, I'm, we're, we're all like, we had OCD or somebody, there's always that one person like, you don't have OCD. That's a, that's a mental disorder. CDO. But we're like, but there is still the same, like, I feel like I need to fix this. What's weird to Except me though. Hair. Yeah, no, that's fine. What's weird to me is that I when I first found out, it very genuinely was like, wait, I thought everybody felt like that. Yeah. I didn't know that some people could just not give a rip if stuff isn't. But there's a place in your life, right? Like all of us have a spot where you're like, oh, there's I don't know why that is. Like we're just like, that space (laughs) is fine if it's a total wreck. And I don't know why. But this space, do not mess it up. Well, yeah. And there's stuff that I would consider like no big deal that you'd have to fix. Right. It's weird though, because I thought that was just such a normal human experience. But then I thought like, oh, I guess there are people who just don't. Don't care. Like they don't care if stuff's out of order. They don't care if stuff is. Is it people who are weird. hoarders? It feels like no joke. That's literally what came to my mind. Is I was like, they, oh, I it wonder. It feels like it feels like they don't care, but I think they care a lot. But we look at it and think this is just madness. Have you ever walked through a home of a hoarder? Have you ever yes. done that? Yeah. The hallways. Odd. You mean walk down the aisles? Like yeah. you know when they have it's the, stacked all the way yeah, up all to the way up the ceiling. If you can made, walk, yeah. Well, some do. They have like aisles to get. There's in that and out. show hoarders where you where you saw like there are certain places where they had to crawl over. Yeah. Like literally had to crawl over yep. trash to get. And I'm like, it's unbelievable. It's not tr- that's not trash. That's their possessions. The treasure. Right. Floyd, you got thoughts? So your thinking is maybe a hoarder cares too much about too many things? Is that No, I'm saying I think they care. I don't think, I think it looks like they're throwing things willy-nilly and I don't think they are. Oh, I, I think, think this is like, this yeah. is the action figure pile. Even if it's not straightened, it's all the way mm. I want it. I would right. bet, I would bet it's, there are different ones, but I, I would imagine for the most, I know two legitimate hoarders that I could go to their, that I've been to their homes. Yeah. It's, it's that, it's stacked yeah. up boxes and they are organized in their minds. Like they have, they have thought this through. Yeah. This is the way it works. And I wanted to do a play on that word, but every version of what I was going to say sounded terrible. I guess I can see it because if somebody <laughs> if somebody walks into my desk at the house and they look at my desk, I'm sure it looks like chaos. But to me, I know where everything is. But okay, do you? But that's okay. Different. Well, no, no, no. You keep do a you disorganized desk. Do you think it's it, chaos? Portions of it really? are are disorganized. So okay, I'll say like it's different if you're like they 
think it's chaos, I think it's organized. Or if they think it's chaos and you're like, it's chaos, but I know where things are going. You don't think yeah. it's organized though. No, right? no. Okay. No. There's a difference. I mean, you're not, not trying to convince somebody like that madness chaos. is organized. It's an odd, it's a very real disorder that is foreign to me. Well, it just dawned on me. <laughs> yeah, like, you got super excited about I'm something. I'm so, I, I just, I, what, literally I thought of somebody else and I was like, oh, I know three. Um, <laughs> that's literally what happened. <laughs> um, from what I've heard, the, the, the people, two that I know, will tell you, it's almost like they know they're a hoarder, but they don't think it's hoarding because what, but, but they've gone through counseling and so they kind of have right. been led to recognize it. And they'll say things like, well, when I was a kid, I was abused and my parents would take all my stuff and and one of the people that I that I know mm. they their parents would get in trouble with the law or different people they would literally in the middle of the night get woken up and this happened they're like it's not that it happened yeah. once it happened multiple times wake up in the middle of the night they would take the drawers out of their dressers put it in the car grab some blankets get in the car and take off so they're like I never got anything I never had possessions so when they got older it was stuff like this sweater that I've had since I was you know 20 24 yeah. is mine and they won't get rid of it. They can't get rid of any possession because it's the it's they they're adults now so they got to own yeah. something and they know it but they're also like I get it. I still can't get rid of the sweat. So what what happened to the people who hoard newspapers and cats? I want to hear their backstory. Exactly. Especially the newspapers cuz that have... was my old grandmother-in-law. Newspapers. Newspapers. What could you hoard like, newspapers? I mean when like you have that many so, cats. Right? To yeah. sop up all the pee. Yeah, right. you have that many cats, uh, you need that many newspapers. Uh, then my neighbor was a level 5 hoarder according to the government when they showed up and she was hoarding cats with it. But I actually know somebody uh, how, how many dead cats were in there? Saying, were they I, all he wouldn't alive? give me details, and I I I, oh, I gruesomely wanted to know. Yeah, were you young? How I, was it? A long no, time no, ago? this one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Was this a long so time? I lived over in Herndon and Polk. No, it was oh, not. Oh yeah, yeah. amazing. So, and I, I really wanted to know, and he's like, "Hey, pastor," and I'm like, oh, "Hey." So that's why he saw us on TV, or whatever. And he's, no. I'm like, "What? What's going on?" And he's like, "He's like, uh, oh well, you know, your neighbor here. That's the lady who gave me the pie." Oh, I Ooh. remember uh, that. Yes, you told yeah, me that. And I definitely had a, I definitely had a like, get ah, a bite. It, that'd be a gross. It was gross. Yeah, like, he ate he ate cat pie. Yeah, mm, it's like Sweeney Todd. He lived a version of Sweeney I Todd. Did. But the, but then. I know somebody else that has actually I know two people that have an entire home for cats. They own I'm a sorry. separate home. So for cats, but I, I but like the government doesn't know like the a cats mother-in-law suite. I've no, heard no, that a too. Separate no, home no, no, no. But I think they're cats. super wealthy. That's the difference. I don't think there is. You, you know, we're you telling us about a guy wealthy? that has a separate place for his dog. A super expensive apartment no, for his dogs. No, this is like yeah. a thousand cats in there. This oh, is, why? No, this is. And by the way, the cats aren't wealthy. I don't even know how you gauge yeah, cat, cat wealth. wealth. So no, absolutely, like dude. Have you ever seen a catnip dealer? Yeah. Holy crap! Catnip. Yeah. They wear gold chains. They're yeah. really thuggish. Yep. Yeah. That is such last year's collar. Look at this guy <laughs> walking in here. I can see. I guess the the. PTSD response yeah. or the to hoard, hoarding. I I have that somewhat. Not with hoarding. I went through a phase, Hoard. and I still I still struggle a little bit. That yeah. Like, Do you hoard I, anything? No, I don't hoard anything. But I will compulsively buy. I will make. But then you have a pile of things you've compulsively bought. No, because I'll get rid of stuff too. Do you? Oh yeah, I'll throw anything away. Really? I'm not very like I'm not hugely sentimental. I have one. I have one uh, bookshelf in my office. That no has, pictures like, of Trey. No pictures. No, of No, no, I have Celeste. stuff like that. I feel like you're very sentimental. 
But I mean, with yeah, items. I do I, too. That's but with items, I'm not. Like, oh, with items. With items, I'm not super oh. sentimental. I don't. I don't attach sentimentality to items. Will you throw this shirt and underwear away, knowing that they match Ryan today? Yeah, hundred oh, oh, percent. Uh, thank because you. I don't know how we haven't mentioned that. <laughs> because, uh, thank you. Yeah, because I have a tight shot on his. I have uh, multiple <laughs> matching pairs of shirts, t-shirts, and underwear. I do. There's a big difference, though. Of he hoards people who will wear a, a V-neck versus a crew neck. There's a different. Oh. There's a different type of. It's a different type of human. Okay, but there's two types of V-necks. That's not the super deep one, at least. That's. I would say it's there's a middle. I would say there's three types. He's of middle. It's a lower. And case. He's going middle. A it's a lowercase yeah, yeah. V. Yeah, because yeah. you can go. Because you can actually go crew neck, and it just has a little V in there for Tiny some reason. V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the mid, which he's got the mid, and, and then, then there's, there's Italian. The deep, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's the deep V. Uh, the V-necks are actually something new for me. Yeah. Yeah. Within about the last year. And a half probably because you none of the jokes I can say on <laughs> there's not one I can say because <laughs> oh, rain of cats yeah I saw I just yeah. saw Kelly pop out the door she's choking uh, a cat so okay you don't you don't hoard anything <laughs> here's the best part she loves cats so much that's not funny to her not like, even, I love not I love people bit. who love something so much yeah there's no humor in it she, she has would none. cry there's no yeah, humor yeah, yeah. In it. she yeah. would cry I have cracked probably five cat jokes to her Landed horribly. One time. She goes, mm, Pastor. Yeah. One time. The other four were like, yeah. no, you think like she side said, eye she at said me. you it's probably yeah, true. That's, that's not wrong. Different. You can you can joke about it's synonymous. It's cats. But I was gonna say no harm. To there them. was a way. I, I remember it because I space cat was. I fine. was testing space it cat, for so yeah. long because yeah. I was like, but they were all dark jokes. Yeah. But they're like, they, I found that the niche was like you could say a dark joke about a cat that she doesn't know. Yeah. That what it was so funny. I'm yeah. like, I had like a whole thing where yeah. I was like, oh, I did it. <laughs> I finally got it. And then I went about out a okay. cat that she doesn't know. Yeah, that's not like, true. And she does know cats. She has, yeah. Oh, she knows cats. She's uh It's actually been a while since she's walked <laughs> around with a cat backpack with a space bulb. Space cat. Space, 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 space cat in a backpack. Space, yeah. sick or something. I love like space cat. Yeah. Space yeah. cat did get sick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, he's well, fine now. Maybe stop sending it to space. <laughs> You're gonna get Although, the bins. I think space cat's fine because there was a destroyed bird in front of the church the other day. Yeah. We know who that was. I wonder what happened to that bird. The bird went from the trash can. Okay. Did you? Gosh dang it. We have so many topics. I just it hit me. I want to talk about how we should respond as pastors to people with uh, hoarding. Hoarding. Okay. Okay. Uh, Noted. But first, the cat. This is this is the train of thoughts. Okay. The bird was in the bushes. Yeah. And all of a wasn't. sudden, I saw a camera where the bird was on the concrete. And then the next shot was at one thirty in the morning the other night, uh, where I, I got a ring app and I was like, "Oh, Kelly's probably leaving the building." I always check if I'm awake. Just because I'm like, just want to make sure she's okay. So I click on, there's a homeless dude starting a fire on our front porch. Are uh, you serious? And I, I mean, that. wait, oh, wait, we, uh, we'll go Survivor back. style? Because if he's using or flint did he have a, did and, he have a, some, and some straw. No, here's what I'm I didn't impressed. understand. He's got a shopping cart. He has a mini tent city half set up in our front, okay. in our front area. And I go... Hey man, here's not a good area to like. This isn't a good place to start a fire. Was he using the Easter banner for a tent? Might have been. No, I, mean, I we don't never think found so, the Easter banner thief. I would make a good tent. That's actually a good episode yeah. of a Sherlock Holmes Easter banner thief. Mm. So go ahead. Yeah. So what happened? What did you did you freak him out? So, oh, dude, I, well, I was gonna say I wish I had it recorded. I clearly have it recorded. Yeah, uh, we'll go back and watch it. But <laughs> it's it's. I know that I probably shouldn't be laughing about this, but it scared him so much. He's holding some like rubber hose looking thing and he's and it looks like he's lighting that on fire and so I'm like pretty sure that's not what was going on 
I go, hey man, here's not a good place to start a fire. And he goes, oh, son of a, where's the, where the fucking, where'd you go? Where's the, where you go? I don't tell me what to start a fire. And then he mumbles for four minutes. <laughs> That's amazing. And I, it's all recorded and I'm dying laughing at sitting at home. And then he walks around and I was like, I was about to say like, you know, you can't we be here. Way. But he started to clean up. And I was going to like, I thought he, I'd have to call the cops. I didn't. He just started cleaning up. So I didn't call anybody and I just let him clean up. He starts walking around picking up his stuff. He's got like an ice chest, a cooler with ice in it and like food. And he starts putting stuff away. Goes over here, grabs a few candles that he had lit over in the corner. Oh, wow, that's great. Blows the candles out. I was like, what is happening you, right you now? ruined Amazing. his date night. Dude, he legit, that's what I said. I was like, oh, he had a girl coming over. Man, yeah. that's on me. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. He was making a meal. Yes. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Which led me to think, oh, I want to talk about how we uh, how we should respond as pastors to the, <laughs> pastors, uh, to the homeless population around here. Being yeah. that we've had, that's like, and then I had another encounter this morning. So I think it's, I, I don't know why, it's increasing the number. Let's start yeah. with so, hoarders. Well, let's, let's start, start with hoarders. Before we get into all that, oh, that's, oh, yeah. welcome to You Won't Hate It, where we talk about life through the lens of pastors at the length of a cigar. I'm Josh. I'm Ryan. I'm Floyd. I'm Hoarder. I am curious, is there anything that you would hoard before we deal with okay. hoarding? Like, what, what what would be, like, like honestly, if you thought... I would bet you money that each hoarding? of us have, oh, currently right now, a level of, of hoarding. There's something I don't... I, I, I bet you. I can tell you right now, I've, I have more shoes than I'll ever need. Oh, shoes. Just then, I okay. don't even know why. Just collecting. And that's, I it's because I don't yeah. throw them away. I we think that's we might problem. need to dis- be, make a well, distinction between say, the level I just, of hoarding Because we are discussing a disorder. I also am talking to... I was just going to say that. Yeah, I'm also talking to two clear shoe hoarders. So I love that they're like, well, hold, hold, hold on. Because I don't have nearly as many shoes as either of you. I so bet I've you touched more, a nerve. I bet you have more shoes than me. I don't think so. I bet you do. How many shoes do you think you have? Now, Ryan, the difference between the, the ones I wear and the ones I have is weird. I don't wear that many the shoes. The number of golf shoes you have. Number yeah. of pairs. No, I have one pair of golf shoes. I have two pairs of golf shoes, three pairs of golf shoes. <laughs> yeah. I was counting in my head. I was counting as I was. <laughs> I was having a, a conversation with Christine Simon last Sunday. And she's like, yeah, I only own five pairs of shoes. And I was like, oh, I own five pairs of golf shoes. My, I have a buddy, Ronson. Yeah. You know Ronson. Yeah, he Ronson. probably has 15 pairs of golf cleats. And they're all freaking awesome. Every one of them I'm like, my problem. And they're expensive. Trey, a couple Trey has like multiple pairs of the Jordan. I think he has two pairs of the Jordan. So I, I actually, I keep of, wanting to buy the Jordans, but I'm, I feel weird because I'm like, so many people have them, but then I go, they're, they're so golf cleats. Like, so who cares if people have them? Yeah. Again, this, the, the discernment between collecting and hoarding. Yes. Or, so, just, or just having a lot of. So I wouldn't say that you or I or Floyd or anybody, Josh clearly because he has one pair of boots. Right. Uh, I wouldn't say we hoard any uh, I've cleats. accumulated or a shoes. lot of shoes. Yeah, that. which yeah. is totally different. Right. And there might, you know, again, we're talking about a disorder. And so there might be something in us where it's like, well, I know I'm never going to wear these, but I'm also not going to get rid of them. Uh, so that could probably be, there's probably something there. But, and we're probably not talking about actually hoarding. No. If we're no, honest. I said again, if you would, if there, yeah. you know, if you would. Or what is something you have too much of I have too that many you shoes. know you do? Just stuff, man. How many shoes do you have? stuff. Right. God, you sound like, like such bottom a hippie line right now. Yeah. Just bottom, stuff. You know, yeah. material stuff. <laughs> Bottom line, it's it, Ryan and Floyd. Real. How many shoes do you okay, have? Okay, this is going to make for terrible. And uh, it's a wild guess. I'm sure you don't, unless you have a, unless you know how many shoes you have. I do, I do. I can count in my head because no, they're no. all. We saw in how my that closet. went with the cleats. I got this, one, this two, three. This is going to take me a sec. All right, Floyd, what do you got? I I probably have at least forty pair. Forty pairs of shoes. Yeah, yeah. That's I have like six. Uh, pairs that's of, impressive. I have like six pairs of sandals. Yeah. Wow. You could have like Josh, a shoe channel. Josh, you were you were. 
living on the streets not that long ago. So the fact that you don't have 90 pairs of shoes makes sense. Well, as soon as you get a space, now, when I had, long-term okay, home, I mean, you high, just keep buying. You know, high school to college, I had a dozen. Okay. Let's quantify yes. those. Because I used to skate and I used to collect $300 boots. I, I just realized, I'm like, there's no way I have 40. You have more than 40. No way. I, it, no, but it's probably close. And here's probably the it's only 40. because I've got... Where do you put them? I've, I, right, but I've got uh, five pairs of flip-flops. Yeah, oh, they all those stack are shoes. Up. That's what yeah, I'm saying. And they yeah. all those stack up, but yeah. those are shoes. Like, I have two pairs of Chucks. And I have five pairs of work shoes because I, you know, I have a, my pair of work boots. I can understand that, though, because it's like I like these colors. Like For the color sure. These, oh, like I'm sorry. These. I have three pairs of Chucks. If I ever had, if I ever had, I, I actually wish Vans. Vans don't fit my feet. They, they look like I have boats on my feet. They're huge. You know, they wouldn't work. No, they do not. Yeah. I like that you Vans, think it's the Converse. Vans that make your feet look big. It's your feet. <laughs> sure. No, no, I have very petite feet. You got the big it's, feet. Look, the Vans My feet are so small. <laughs> but put the Vans on. These Vans. Oh, my gosh. I have a a couple pairs of Vans. Yeah. I would. Do, what's funny is I've always wished I could find because I've tried Converse and Vans, and I think they're cool. They just don't fit. I would. I would have gone nuts if they did fit because yeah. I think they're so cool. And there's so Converse many variations. Chucks, maybe yeah. they don't. Well, Vans. Tried. Vans oh. have so many variations. They yeah. do. Like, well, and then I. So I would be the custom guy. I actually yeah. just went on. Uh, Joe found a pair of Nike boots. Tac- yeah. Tactical boots. Yeah, Pretty cool. So I went online because I was like, oh, I'm curious as to, uh, we, I didn't even know Nike made tack boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I go look them up and then right next to it, there's, you know, other stuff and they're like, oh, customize the shoe. And I was like, oh, I forgot you could easily customize, customize anything. shoes now. Yeah. And I, I have, thought if I found on a the pair Nike that I, website? Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. click on it. Vans too. And you pick everything. So Trey, Trey and Mika have done and that. And the upgrade's for, like 25 bucks. It's, it's, yeah, it's not nothing, even crazy. dude. Trey and Mika have done that for Steph. She has a pair of uh, sunflower vans that say GG on the back. Um, yeah, that's cute. And they've done they've done a couple pairs for themselves as it's well. Like, it's like baby, 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 baby. baby. baby, baby. I have a. Uh, I just realized I have I have like three pairs that I've never worn or worn once. Maybe nice. Yeah, Ash yeah. has bought me two shoes that she knew I wanted that were not like expensive. They're Cole Hans. They're super nice, but they're from like Nordstrom Rack love or Cole something. Hans. Cole Hans. Cole Hans I've never even bought them. Uh, I keep trying. I keep finding at Nordstrom Rack all the shoes I like. I look. Cole yeah. Hans. Cole Hans. Dude, Cole Hans. They have, they have the Adidas soles. I know they use some sort of athletic sole, but Adidas? like a dress shoe. Adidas. 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 So I, because I do have a lot of shoes, my closet is actually pretty small. I don't have like a big walk-in like I used to, so it's pretty small. So I actually have to, I had to build a second shelf because I was like, I want to keep a handful of these shoes. How many um, of those shoes do you wear? Let's start with that. Let's start I'm, with usage. Let's start with, do you actually use these shoes? What what shoes are you just like, they're there and actually never wear them? They're, so it's funny. I only know this because I, it, you know, spring, I just, you get that spring cleaning kind of bug. Yeah. So I recently went through and, and made two bags full of donation clothes. Nice. And there were a bunch, there were a handful of shoes in there. Yeah. But we need for the, I wear a lot more than I thought because I was yeah. going through and I'm like, this sounds funny, but I have two pairs of work flip flops that I work in because yeah. when it's when it's hot out, I want to wear flip flops. Rainbows because you want to lose a toe. No, I, I don't wear rainbows anymore. Oh. Uh, they're my old. So what's funny is that I, I always buy these new Olukais. Olukais. So Olukais are unbelievable. They're the most comfortable sandal in the world. They're all Hawaiian. They're oh. amazing. Uh, and when they get old, they become my work flip flops. So it's kind of fun. That's so I have three new ones and two. I think old we ones. might need to change this subject because I just realized I'm forty is probably low. Oh, I think it is because I'm Floyd. just thinking. About boots. Yeah. All I, your I all your work Birkenstocks, Floyd. I mean, how many of those? I only have, have I only have one pair of work Birkenstocks, Joe. You <laughs> and he works them. Yeah. I, I work <laughs> he, those. He does work. Yeah, so. right. It's probably shoes I have the most of. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because I just I keep getting rid of shirts, pants, and stuff like that. Like yeah. I have no I have no like no attachment to that for some reason. But shoes, I I think the problem is I can't get rid of them. Like I don't know why I'm keeping these. I'm like, there's a few I looked at. I'm like, when am I ever wearing those again? I'm like, you never know. Shoes. You can't get rid of the shoes. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm more like, well, you might. And they're not they're not even expensive shoes. They're just I have probably 25 different dress shoes. Right. Um. You know. Then probably. 15, 20 vans. Okay, so um, they're not expensive. This is interesting. Yeah, we probably shouldn't do that. I was going to say, what's your most expensive pair of shoes? I don't have that. These probably these these uh, these Uggs. No way. You no, have some a, of your you dress have a pair shoes. Of oh, the, okay. Yeah, yeah. Those the the custom made dress yeah. shoes are probably super expensive. The blue ones with the red. Yeah, those are, probably, those are nice. Those are, those are super. Sick. I didn't pay for them, so I didn't think about it. I paid yeah. for these. What's funny is I because of those I actually went and bought a pair of blue suede shoes with red piping. Oh, nice! And I was super excited because I because it was yours, and I was like, "There's nothing better than red piping on Dude, any, yeah, on car great. interior. You the, name it. It's the my Lexus favorite. that has the red piping yep. on the oh, love it. gorgeous man. So I went out and bought them." But they're dirt cheap. RSX. Yeah. I bought the, like, I found them on Amazon. They're not super comfortable, but they're not bad. Yeah. And I'm like, get through a couple hours on a Sunday. They're Amazon, yeah, they're Amazon uh, brand? No, you know, they just bought oh, from Amazon. Oh, okay. I did, and I don't remember the brand. Whoa, this is what's funny. I bought a, a lot of shoes on Amazon because you can send them back. So who cares? Yeah. Uh, they come in and it was, they're like RZF is the brand, some random brand that you've never sure. heard of. They come, I put them on and I'm like, oh, that feels like in the sole. I'm like, I could feel something. So I take them off. The brand, was a sticker on the inside of oh. the the insert on the shoe. So I pulled it off. Totally different brand name underneath. It wasn't. No. Oh, you're kidding. They had just like, it, and I'm like, I bet it was one company that went under. They bought all their. But, like, how do we how do we make this work? We could put a genius. sticker on you, it. I That's think you genius. and I have a couple of sets of couple of pairs of boots from Amazon. Same thing. Thirty five yeah. bucks. It's hard to oh, beat. My tech boots are from Amazon. They're thirty dollars and they're amazing. It Those is. are only thirty bucks. Yeah. 30 Those bucks. are great. And they I like your tech. They they're great. They're in great shape. You and you've worn them for like two years. Yeah, right? yeah. Two years. When I worked at the travel agency, I went through a phase of getting nothing but wingtips in Oxford. Oh, really? And a lot of them, that, you know, ones that had like athletic soles on them yeah. and stuff. Fun. Just collecting all that. And then obviously, you know. What did you do with That's them? why I went homeless. I what, spent too much What happened years. to them? Like, what did you do? Uh, I ended up you? just donating them because yeah. I didn't wear them all the time. I would just wear them out. And there is a reason you went homeless. Yeah. 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 I don't think anybody classifies as a hoarder, but no. probably there is probably, I, I, I'm looking at it like I could do some sprinkling. Well, that, I would, that's probably where I'm at with sure. all of it. I could do some sprinkling. And, and the reason I said stu- stu- Donate stuff, some stuff is because when I, when I had yeah, storage, I had, when I was houseless and I had all my stuff in storage, dude, I had, I would, I would try to throw stuff out all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I got so much crap in here. It's How surprising. How does one human collect so much stuff? Yeah. Just any empty space. You know, what's weirder too is we when just, you get, a, fill, it. fill it. I don't know this why. This isn't, this is going to sound like it's pointed at you, but like no. when you get a family, yeah. a wife and... No, no, you're definitely pointing at him. The, yeah. But like, tell me how weird it is that your kids use just, it takes so much time to then right. go through it. Right. So you end up just putting it in a box or a bin I'll, and you stuff I'll it somewhere. deal with it later. And then you realize one day, like, I've never dealt with, and it's too much. Yeah. Right. So you're right. Like, it's just stuff, mm-hmm. junk. People buy your kids toys that nobody wants. Yeah. And it just starts to pile up and you're like, dude. And I, I'm in that zone right now because I... How many of you guys have papers? Stuff that you've written down. Oh, no. I don't know why. Ash, that's Ashley's gig. Ashley I, has I've gotten two it down bins. To, I got down to a couple boxes. I have a bin. But I, I'm I like, why doc- am I but it's keeping like documents this? So Ashley has two bins yeah. full of high school homework. No. Oh, no, no, no. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm a geography, like a geographer. Like I, so, I might need, and I go, you think you're going to need your high school essay on Spain? <laughs> 
So like, I, I get that a little bit, but I have, so I have everything that I've ever done. I have every paper that I've ever written in my college career, but they're all in digital format on an external hard drive. Good. I have so a it's folder. just a smaller yeah. pile of worthless. But it's the same stuff. It's this big. I mean, the, the <laughs> joint still stands. You're just it's better still at still worthless. Better digital packing. stuff. Because it really is worthless. I, I, have I still have a, do you have of, your old sermons? So you I have a stack of DVDs. I have a bunch of You know the old little circle? Like, you know what I mean? Like a stack of DVDs. What, what shape is, is a DVD? Wait a minute. I want, hold, hold on, hold on. I'm defending me and Ashley. There's young, wait, there's young people. It's a circle. A DVD is yeah, a they circle. Don't is. Is it a, they don't know what it is. They probably don't. They don't. So with, the, with new technology, right, you can search any, any phrase and it will search all of those papers. And I can, I've gone back and pulled out citations from previous papers. You were citing yourself. Them. The problem no, 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 no. is I was you were finding so a specific citation that I then. used oh, in I a see paper. What you're saying. I have, I have Here's notebooks like, of old songs. So wait a, a minute. After you get your uh, doctorate. Mm -hmm. I have raps, Josh. Are you yeah. going to still keep it? Notebooks of him. No, I probably won't. Because think, do you really? think you're going to actually delete it? I think you just talked to me. Ooh, that sounds hard. I do. Oh, I think it's hard. That sounds hard. If it. it was boxes of stuff, I what, could see getting rid of it. That's what I want. Like, what, why? Why is it difficult? Yeah. I don't know. Because it's sentimental for crying out loud. I don't know if that one's so much sentimental as I think of all of the hours and hours and hours of work I put into it. All six of those hours? All six hours I put into that. All right. I was about to give you a crap, but I realized I kind of, I take my, I have Gmail accounts and I do this same thing and I throw sermons in there like an email to him and you, I'm like and I've never preached the same sermon again but sometimes there's research in there I did that that I like when, when that I, I was like you have honestly gone back and looked at your old stuff I just you just search it in my search bar I just but go, I'm saying that's what I'm crazy. saying you, oh you if, really if I have? feel like I've had it's always if it's historical data that I can't find easily online I'm like I just go back and say I can't but you're find. like I know I said this yeah or no like I know I referenced this yeah. and it's about like uh like when I was doing the resurrection stuff I don't read gather all that material again I go back to the place where I've already gathered that material yeah so it's a I, lot of historical research recently I went back I remember and I can't remember what the sermon was it was on propitiation or something like that and I remember being like oh I, I preached a big series on what I called the big four justification yeah. redemption uh, propitiation sanctification and so I went and I was like I, I preached massive I remember it I went back, found it. It was paper. Like yeah. I had to go back in this yeah. bucket and I'm reading through it and I'm like, I don't even know if I believe half this anymore. Like, yeah. it, and it wasn't well, well written. Yeah. It didn't sound like me anymore. And I yeah. didn't use it one bit because I went back to God, what do you want me to say? When, yeah. So if it was like historical data, yeah. it's like, yeah. that's not Holy it's Spirit not inspired. Yeah, it's yeah. Not. So I could see that being a, a thing. And I couldn't find it online. Like I was looking when for I was, already. So well, I it's was hard like, to find something online that you made up. Yeah, that's right. Like that's the hardest <laughs> that's part. Right. It's like if I made this up yeah. 20 years ago. That's right. When I left my last full-time pastorate, I threw away, because at that point it was all paper, a couple of boxes full of yeah. paper sermons. Feels weird. It does feel I will weird. say. But I, I didn't like, think I was ever going back into ministry. Lisa, yeah, you haven't. You're Lisa not. pulled so out not. an old bulletin from the first church we planted. <laughs> uh, oh, no way. And uh, a bulletin? we're using ring bearer font. And at the time, this is a long time ago. So we thought we were cool using ring bearer font. Genius, man. And I don't know who it was. I'm assuming it was Katie Nelson if she's watching this. She went and, and just, she just Lord of the Rings the entire bulletin. <laughs> and like, like every Lord of the Rings reference, just read it a bulletin and just made it all like Gollum and the Sauron. Like she just, really? and we found it. I'm like, this took so much work and yeah. it's so good. They're in back again. Yeah. A Christian's like, tale. Yeah. Yes. Like, 
it's so I want to, is that, that doing an entire message on propitiation? That sounds difficult, but then I, the more I think about it, I would like to hear that. Is that anywhere where I could find it? I, I have a, literally, it's all on paper. No, oh, I mean, so I don't, you I don't do wanna, have, I don't want to read it. Oh, you know, I, 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 I still have it. one bin okay. full of, you know, what's funny is it just dawned on me. Those were all recorded. I still have a binder full of CDs or did I throw what's those a CD out? What's a CD? Like? What's shape a CD is, is around, if you know what a DVD is, you also know what a CD is. And if you don't, then. Yeah. I just showed them yeah. what the DVD was. And They're then fine. I'll never forget the day I went, I got a digital, it was a Tascam recorder, mm -hmm. and it was it was made for musicians. It wasn't for, but I was like, you know, but I'm such, I was so hip that yeah. I got that versus like the one for just speaking. And I would clip it in my, I would clip it on my pants and I had a lapel or a, a yeah, a little lapel mic and I would preach and I would record those. That way I could digitally like That's cool. put them on a computer, which was a giant desktop monster, right. you know? Yeah. And I would upload Load it that way, but it, I freaking. What'd you do with it when you uploaded it? It went on some. I would back in the day when I was preaching, you know, five six times a week. I had a pretty big group that I would send stuff to, and that right. I got asked by uh, some Christian magazine, the Christian. I forget the to name. Stop of doing that. Well, yeah, they were like, Could you, they, they wrote <laughs> me all the time. Could stop, you stop, please, sending, stop us sending us? Floyd. This. No, no, no. Here's the, the sermon. <laughs> stop sending us stuff. Uh, and so weird. I would send stuff all the time, but it was it was just so fun. Yeah. Back then, and now I'm like, I don't want anything recorded. That's what's funny. <laughs> I say and, too many stupid things, and everything we do <laughs> is know. recorded. All I uh, I have like a box full of old raps. Like he was saying, he has yeah. some lyrics. I have just notebooks of old raps. Notebooks. Really? Why? So I have. What am I doing with? I have those? drawings and I don't years, know yeah. why, and I will not get rid of that. Do you think? I actually think it might be fun for our kids when they get old enough, they have their own families, to look through our old crap, or is that stupid? To make fun of Joe for being a yes. rapper? Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's actually no, fun. That's, uh, I actually think that's fun to hilarious. go back and see it would, that. It'd probably, it'd probably be hilarious. Could and you I imagine have, Jade reading, like, in 20 years, yeah. Jade's reading your old raps from the 70s? And I have 70s? my journals from when I first got saved. Like, I've kept oh, those. that would be that would be. So I, so I do those. I do have my old journals, Stuff like too. that, yeah. It's, it's like, I, that was, it is interesting to go back and be like, first of all, I have the worst handwriting on the planet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, when and I first, second of all, yeah. I'm very unfamiliar with grammar. When I first got sober, like, I have a notebook from my rehab and I still oh, occasionally like, you know, because I Do I've they encourage moving. that? Oh yeah. Okay. Is important. That's why, because ev every addict I know, every person oh, yeah. in recovery I know has a notebook and currently there's a guy who really, who has a, a notebook that's awesome, who shows it to me. All the time. Yeah. Oh, well, it's I full have, now. Shows it to it's you. full now. I have a journal. It is I have journals now. from my reconstruction of my faith period. Yeah, you should. Yeah. I've got, I, I can think of, I have one journal. I have a lot of, I mean, journaling was always that thing that you were supposed to do when you were a kid, right? Like if you were a Christian, you're yeah. just supposed to journal. Yeah. Uh, so I went through stages of I journal every day for two years and I wouldn't journal for a year. And I remember because I've got a couple journals when my faith got really, uh, we'll call it charismatic. Yeah. And uh, I have, pictures like drawn visions that i would have and it's so funny because i kind of want to go back and look at I'd them and be like to be a picture of is this. that a vision i'd love for it to just be like it looks like four guys with headsets on Wouldn't around microphones yeah, yeah. Be like, what which reminds me there's a part i'm preaching on this on sunday it's just made me think of that and it jesus uh it's when he calls out uh judas at the Last Supper, and in John, he actually says, I'm only saying this so that you guys will believe when it comes true later. That's awesome. He actually says it, and I was like, what a weird, It's it was the yeah. weirdest, like, he knew full well this will mean nothing to you at the time. Right. right. Yeah. But he goes like, just so that later you're gonna believe. I, I was love like, that that's that so is recorded for us. And I, I love, know. and I, I love cool. that it's generous to him to be like, I want to help you. Yeah. Later on, like this is this is gonna be a help. 
that like weird? Design. Faith, yeah. All right, I don't. I want to make sure we actually finish the topic yeah, here. Yeah, it's a good point. How do we want to address hoarders? Um, I don't. I don't know if we solved anything about our own I mean, hoardingness I mean, in our he, life. He, but. You brushed on it like it just makes me think about how impactful our childhoods are, our environment is, how we're raised. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know more about the psychology of it than any of us. Just check his um, notebooks. Mm-hmm. Just check his notebooks. I, I, so so I'm, I had I'm a choice to make. I was either going <laughs> to say what I said or make yeah. that noise, yeah. and I yeah. went with mine. So I'm just curious with yours on. It, it really, it constantly fascinating to me how stuff that I have delved into with my past and like how it's discerned how I operate now and people that we meet in ministry, how it's like, oh, this is stuff that's reached back to your childhood. And so it's that's, always that way. So what would be that? What would be then the advice? So observing that, what would you advise? Come to terms with it. Yeah. Like get it out there. And I think that's part of journaling mm. as well as counseling. You work towards acceptance and then you work, you know, bringing that to God. Like okay. just pray about it. Like this is what happened to me. This is how I feel about yeah. myself. What do I do with this, Lord? What you had just said about like how impactful childhood is, it makes it, I've been noticing this recently, it makes it even more terrifying to raise kids. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm a little He's pointing older. Pointing at you again, Josh. Yeah, yeah. No, a lot of pointing uh, at you. Well, you got a lot of kids. I haven't raised them to raise. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm more them. calling you. Out. I have been yeah, absent. Yeah. My kids are are younger, and I'm a little bit older. We waited, and so I had kids later in our society, I guess later. And it's weird because I'm like, I, I see the benefit of doing it when you're really young because you're very stupid. Right. You, you don't know what you're doing. You you're don't just, know what you don't know. Yeah. yeah. And so you're just, and it's kind of weird now being older because I'm like, oh shoot, I can ruin this kid. Raising my voice too much at the wrong time, little sure. stuff like that. And I'm so mindful of it now. Yeah. I heard probably the best piece of parenting advice I'd ever heard in my life was from a guy on the Joe Rogan show. And he said his buddy told him this. So this is like nine people removed from me. He said, imagine yourself 80 years old going back in time, and this is the only moment you have with your kid. So when you get all pissed off about that thing that your kid did and you're ready to just lose your mind, imagine yourself being 80, and this is the only time you can go back to and have with your kid. How would you respond? And I was That's like, oof. It's good context. Like, I actually thought, what a great, yeah, it just puts it in perspective. Because you do get mad about stupid things, but then you go, oh, if this, if, if this was the only moment I had, I wouldn't yeah. care as much about the thing they did bad. Or you just realize it's a great teaching moment. Right. And you, you how, teach how do they, how do they? How do you benefit your kid exactly. in the moment? As opposed to... How do you scratch the itch of being angry? Yep. And I thought, man, that's so it was so powerful for me. Yeah. That was and so much happens during the develop, developmental period. And and that's the fear, right? Is that you're going to do something during that time that's going to create somebody with severe mental disorders yeah. in the future. But the thing is, is that we have to remember is by and large, kids are resilient. They really, really are. Your kids are amazing. Steph and I had the conversation yesterday. Your kids are amazing, man. Oh, thank you, dude. You and Ashley are doing an incredible job raising that's your awesome. boys. They're thank incredibly you. fun to be around. Super intelligent. They're great kids. Kids fell um, out of a tree. They're, they're fine. Push, they, 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 fall out out of of they fall out a they lot. They're resilient. <laughs> they, 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 they bounce broke, back up. They broke a TV standing one foot from it. Let's let's slow <laughs> down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear that story. Kung yeah. Fu, man. So Kung Fu. Just uh, so irritating. Kids are resilient by and large. Kids are resilient, and there are, but there are things that happen during the developmental process when trauma happens, and it's usually not the parent that causes the trauma. It's the police sure. coming in, sure. and it's that's what created the hoarder. The parents have the have the opportunity to reconcile the issues that we create by and large. And as long as a parent will own their issues, I screwed up a ton as a father. Cleet was born right after my 21st birthday. I was, I was young. I was a kid. Wow. 
Yeah. I was a kid. That's I didn't young. know what I was doing. It's young. And uh, I screwed up a lot, but I, I always did my best to own my issues. And so I think as long as you do that, you can correct most of the things that would turn into something debilitating. I agree. I, I think the ability to communicate with your child, to apologize. But what do you do now? Fast forward that kid or person has been through trauma as a pastor. So we deal, we, uh, a, a large percentage of our uh, congregation is in recovery. How as a pastor, and I've been told this, this was super interesting. Uh, since Easter, I've been told by two separate local pastors who said, I watch your guys's church online. I love your church so much. And they said, please keep doing what you're doing. We need you in this community because no other church is reaching the demographic you guys are. And oh, I was wow. like, dude, that was, it was actually really meaningful because yeah, their pastor and I, I immediately cracked a joke and I was like, oh yeah, because you don't take them into your church because they yeah. don't have any money. Right. And it's because right. that's the, like, and we almost went under because yeah. our congregation yeah. does, is, is, it's difficult for them to support the ministry that we do. It was do. very right. nice of Mark Driscoll and uh, James McDonald to reach out to you. Yeah, so well, I mean, you know, very, they were very cool kind I, I think too. the way that you address it, Joe and I were in a conversation yesterday with a young lady here and Joe and I both had the exact same response. She said, I'm so stupid. And I said, no, no, you're not stupid. You did a stupid thing. You had a stupid action. Stop identifying as your issue. That was a good line mm -hmm. that you gave her. I and thought I, you did a good job with I that. I think that's the key for everyone. Stop identifying as your issue, right? Shocking that for us, it comes back to an identity issue. Right, right. Yeah. Let the issue be the issue and now move on from the issue. When I, when do you feel like you're talking to yourself? All the time. Okay, all the time. just check it. Yeah, yeah, the right. reason... Because we had to have we, that conversation with yeah. you is my favorite part. That's right. That's right. The reason, and the reason why I can say it so emphatically... Yeah, with conviction. That, with conviction is that it's something that I... And I still... You slip back into it. For sure. Like, I feel like I'm better, but you still slip back into it. Stop identifying yeah. as the issue. Well, you can't I, take someone you haven't been. Well, that's right. And I think... That's, that was actually... I, I learned that as, like, pretty young, and that was so powerful where sure. I'm like... What's funny? that caused me, just that concept right there, caused me to dive into scripture more and caused me to pursue life differently, mm -hmm. realizing that like I won't be help for someone unless I mature really far, unless I mm -hmm. understand scripture more than I do now. I can't right. bring them to that place. So I wanted to be that guy who knew more about everything, yeah. which I then took that too far and didn't know Jesus at some point and just well, studied the Bible. Well, but. along that lines with uh, That's what holding, really what it was. when you're dealing with a mental health issue, I think some of the best things we could do as a pastor is pass that along to somebody who actually knows how to deal with mental you're health issues. Wrong. Oh, good. I think, sure. I think good, the pastoral good. counseling is really, we're talking about, it, it works, it helps everybody, but there really is a difference between like, actually clinical counseling, you know, sure. therapy. And so like when somebody's hoarding, I'm like, honestly, like I'll, you know what I can do is I can support you and I can help you walk through this. Mm -hmm. But my best thing I do, do is get you to someone who can actually help with your mental disorder. Cause I yeah, right. am actually not qualified to speak into that. And I think we can walk with people through that and encourage them and get them the right tools. But I, I think there's a lot of pastors don't tap out soon enough sometimes. Like, no, I got this. We're just going to yeah. pray that out of you. I'm like, it's awesome to pray. And I wonder if some of that is our pride, is 100%. a pastor's pride that's like, there is no issue that God can't handle, which means then there's no issue that I can't handle. So I'm going to make sure that I just, I'm going to take care of everything. And you go, yeah. oh, dude, it's not your place to. Yeah. You yeah. give spiritual advice. That's, that's our role. That's literally, that's and we will lead people. The funny part is the real goal of a pastor isn't just leading people. I hear that all the time. Like yeah. a pastor's job is to lead. No, it's to lead people to Jesus. Right. You have to have somewhere to lead them. Yeah. Yeah. But then you got to just know your skill set, you know your expertise, and know stay your in your lane. Know like, your it's lane. real simple. I, I, feel like, Go ahead. I feel like the lane, and this is, I'm, I'm young in ministry. This is stuff I'm still learning. It's always been like, listen and love. 
And that's it's good. You know, be quick to listen, slow to speak. So yeah. it really is. I don't. I a lot of times don't know what to say. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to them yeah. and love them in this, uh, regardless of their circumstances. Yeah. And and when you mentioned just because a lot of the demographic here are people in recovery, you know, that's I identify, and it is a weird. I could come from a place of pride, mm-hmm. um, and that's been just from tempering over years with my sponsor and and, yeah. and just life, where it's like. If I don't have anything good to say, even if I have something good to say, it really is based on if they ask. Yeah. yeah. And there's a difference between a brush off and a handoff when you're doing ministry. Right. You're just like, yeah. Well, I, we're not, I'm not just like trying to get rid of you. No. I'm literally saying well, like, I want to. All the time. <laughs> you're not doing that all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I want to help. And I'm, I'm actually saying like, I get it. I can't actually, it's like you're organizing anything. Like if, you organ, you, if you're doing any organization, you prioritize. Your mental health is such a situation here that I'm not really going to be able to help you spiritually until we actually kind of work through that. Yeah, right. And, and I, you know what sticks I, too is we get to a point, as I just realized, like there's a lot of, I think of, of things that I made mistakes of in the past where I did try and help too much. Right. And it was usually because, oh, well, my experience is I've worked mm-hmm. with so many people in your situation so I know something. Right. And the truth right. is, I don't, I didn't, I didn't get educated in it. I, I, right. I have personal experience in it. Yep. And it's, so I, I, it's, it stinks. I want to help. And the best thing that I can do to help is to pass you off to somebody that knows how to deal with mental yeah. health. That's and I'll, the best and I'll thing walk we can with do. you. I'll go with you, that person. 100%. Like, I'm, I'm not out. We're, we're not I'm just not the you source there. anymore. Right. Yeah. It's difficult because it doesn't always translate like that right. to, to the person that you're trying to help. Sure. Yeah. You have to be very intentional to be in it with them. Yeah. I just I had noticed, somebody ask me a legal question this week and uh which is fine is it but, like, but i was like well because because it's fine to ask me because i'm like yeah call the police a penal question that was literally like a question like oh. that and oh, i was like oh. yeah, call a penile question a penile it's a question so i was like a, i was like i was like i was glad that they felt like they wanted to ask me but i'm like that they because then you get for me it's like i'm not qualified right. like is someone well, who's was, come to you before for that no no oh, and so i just said and they're good they're from our church they're good people and i yeah. think they just thought this is one person maybe yeah. i can ask and so i'd be like yeah i would call the police or, you know, and it's probably a trick, which, and I never mind people asking me things sure. because I, I realize, oh, you just trust me. And I right. like that. Like, right. I like, like a friend. Know. They're almost asking like a friend instead of a pastor. Either that or, yeah, but I think it also comes from a place of like they, they look up to you. you yeah. Know, sure. Well, I, I would ask, here's the deal a lot of it is they want wise counsel. Right. Yeah. Right. So they're right. saying, I view you as wise, which yeah. is your first mistake. They That's your not biggest mistake. Yeah. And so they ask a question, and hopefully we have the wherewithal to know, again, to know our lane, to know our expertise. Ask me a question about the Bible for kind of like yeah, yeah. that. I will answer yeah. most everything it, else. I'm shifting to the other people in our church yeah. or the authorities that know what they're doing. And because yeah. of the demographic that we have with addiction and recovery within our church, we have a large recovery demographic in our church. We get a lot of, oh, that's so uh, fun to look at. We get, we get a ton of <laughs> our, our friend just is speaking into the door. It's so entertaining. <laughs> he just pulled on the door and he, he just, just looked pulled and saw a, podcast. He just pulled a Barney He's like, ow! The way he did. He's like, that's what he did, Andy. I had a I had another podcast reach out to me recently and ask me if I would to come stop on. Stop sending them also audio recordings. Stop sending them stuff. Uh, we don't sermons. want. We, don't want, we do a podcast. We don't want your crappy. We podcast. send a lot of stuff okay. to people to come do a um, an episode on addiction and recovery. And I'm like, yo, the, the initial reach out was super weird because I was like, hey man, that is not my lane. Like I can refer you to our recovery pastors. They're like, no, we want you to talk about it from the perspective of the church. 
Yeah. Yeah. And and because because our church doesn't, I'm like, well, still, I don't know that much. I'm like, you want me to talk about how the church has failed historically? You want me to talk about? And it was the same thing. Like I talked about, and the the correlation in the in the psychological community and the psychology community is mental health and addiction are treated in the same way. Right. A lot right. of times, the the classifications from 100%. the EMA came at the same time, and so they they're they're treated it's almost treated as a disease. Yeah, it's treated as a disease. Yeah. Yep. As it should be. And so what I did is I went into doctoral research mode and then presented that from but a pastoral not, not perspective. A yet, not yet. I, doctoral Thank research. You. Okay. Thank you. Joe. Doctoral Maybe research. Maybe finish your the, research first and get a degree note, before you start saying Listen, that. uneducated. <laughs> uh, doctoral research I is, to, the, I is all the research <laughs> that you do to become a doctor. And so, so I went into so that doctor now? Mode. Not yet. Okay. Uh, I'm a I'm I'm not yet there. <laughs> Can you edit that out? I went no, into all of that. In. I went into master's research mode. No, no, I just meant I don't have a master's. Oh, no, no, <laughs> but I'm researching. No, you could actually go with a do- doctoral research, research too. right? Because eventually you I'm going to skip here. Yeah, I, I do doctoral research every week when I write yeah. a sermon. That's when right. you research, that's Ashley. what I do. That's right. When yeah. is Ashley complete? I, She's pretty soon. Well, actually, she Brian, actually defends. So she, she did a. She was at a big fair. She defends this week, right? Two weeks, I think. Two weeks. I do doctored research mode. So just like pretend like it's documentary. I've prescribed medication. That's right. Oh, good. Yeah. That's that doctored research. Yeah. You have uh, prescribed. You, you are an absolute, <laughs> you're a pharmaceutical rep, is what person. you are. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> qualified. That's right. With no research. That's right. Have you had Moonbeam, <laughs> this strand of marijuana? Uh, so, Moonbeam. Uh, so uh, it's funny, it's on the name. same day, there's always some weird name. Uh, on the same day, name. someone's like, uh, been coming to our church, and they've been coming for a while, but they've been coming regularly now again. And they're like, hey, can we grab coffee? I have some theological questions. And I was just like, Oh, That's yes. That's the best. Yeah, I'm I love so that. excited. Yeah. They're like, I just genuinely have questions about theology. And I'm like... Yeah. I am so happy, but believe it or not, that's rare, right? Oh, it oh, is. It, it absolutely is. It is, is rare. so it rare. Is. It's mostly right. other, it's life stuff. Yeah. I wonder if it's because they know that we're. That sounds super arrogant. Is it because they know that we're connected? Like when they, somebody asks Joe a legal question, are they really wanting Joe's advice? Are they wanting Joe to create a handshake between them and someone that can give them? Leave a comment. I think I actually think they just want to feel not alone. Oh, like, I just don't want to be good. alone in this. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I think it was that simple. Yeah. And that's, like, for I'm me, alone that's it. where I'm, I'm comfortable at. You know, right. it's, I'm still learning a lot. When there are situations where it's, there's been multiple recently, actually, now that I think about it, where it's been actually seeking advice, theological advice, um, really having to do with their identity. Yeah. And it's just stuff like, wow, this is, this is, this is neat because this is stuff that I've learned recently in the last couple of years. It's going to have a neat well, day. I, you have a, you I think that will happen day. more and more for you, Josh, as seriously, as you really, oh, very much so. as yeah. you really step into the role of a pastor. You are pastoring your team so well that that is overflowing on to other people, you're starting to teach, teach the classes, classes. You're, you're doing those funeral. Things. I mean, like you're, you're doing a lot you. of teaching. Yeah, but and but that's the. But what's weird is that that isn't my conscious lean. Like I'm not like I'm trying to step and push more. Sure, but you have a, you have the right mind yeah. for it though. Right. Yeah, like you and really I, do. Like, I also like I like that. Like I love when. I've had a few friends over the years who desperately wanted to be lead pastors. They worked at it. They tried. And I'm like, that's fine. And I'm not saying that's bad. But I like more when somebody's like, I don't, I don't necessarily want to do this, but I'm called. 
Right. Like I, because you realize this is not a path for the for the light heart. This is not no, a simple no, path you to take. This is like, not. So no. I've I've been both of those guys. Yeah. And one of those for me, speaking for me, one of those mindsets was extremely unhealthy. Right. Yeah. The right. I want to be a lead pastor. Everything that I did was in was in an pursuit effort to, to that, get there. Right. Yeah. 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 And then it's it, it's I, you have to ask why. Yeah. I don't. What know. is it? But that if you grew made up in the church, want though, to do this. Yeah, but if you grew up in the church. That's where I was. Getting. Isn't the pastor yeah. kind of like a a really respected? Yeah. yeah. Even if like you know today in probably since the '90s it's become more celebrity. But even back in the day, it was a person at minimum. Everybody you knew respected them. Yes. So if you wanted respect, yeah. like say that was something you desired in life, you might look to somebody who's a regular figure in life that everybody yeah. respected them. Which I would say yeah. that's where the unhealthy part comes from. Right, because that's not yeah. what you're doing for. It's yeah. not what you should be pursuing. And I'm not sure that it started there for me. It definitely got there. Yeah. But I think it started for me from a pure place because I saw my pastor. He is the guy that has the ability to help everyone. It's awesome. Like it's he can, no he builds people like nobody ever knew. It's, yeah, it's funny. Right. You say there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it, it is, that's probably the best version of it. Yeah. It's, um, the, it's the reason why you want to help people is what's wrong. But with seeing yeah, them helping, right. but if like, if you're like, that makes me good, if I help people, that's when it becomes yeah, wrong. Yeah. Or for me, it was when the, like I got into anti-human trafficking and did a ton of stuff, traveled all over the world. And I realized after a couple years, probably that I... I wanted to be the savior. Yeah. Like I had a, a total God complex and it yeah. was like, oh, this was, and it, again, I think it started from a good place of, I just want to help people yeah. and morphed into this, like, they're so grateful to me. Yeah. Like mm. I did it. And they're like, they look to me as yeah. this. And I went, oh, frick, I got to back away from this. It was, it was, I was being tortured by all the, the Mine was, I wanted to be it. the Sherlock Holmes of the Bible. I wanted to really? figure all the stuff out. No one really? could figure out. And I'd memorize my sermons and yeah. I wanted to be, and I just started with this. I want to teach people the Bible. Then I want to be like, oh no, I want to be brilliant. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to, I want to unpack this. I want to know everything. Well, yeah. I want to communicate it like flawlessly. And it practically destroyed me in three, two and a half years. Not I weird. Would, yeah. Cause it, like, it, it's funny. Me. It's about that no. same time frame where it just ruins. Like, what's funny I, almost, is, I thought I wanted to leave ministry at that point. Yeah. yeah. What's funny is you are brilliant. Oh, and I, you, you talk about uh, a guy memorizes. Good timing. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's shiny. Joe, He's shiny. Joe preaches every sermon he does without any notes. Blows me away. You're a bullet point guy. I'm a bullet point guy. Yeah, we know guys that read. You notes in your Bible? The only thing that he has. We've I'll talked write, about this a lot. I'll write the pronunciation, pronunciation of the Greek. Of the Greek. It's hard yeah, to yeah, remember right, the pronunciation. Right. Yeah. Other than that, no notes. Startling to me. I, Part of I that, though, is honestly the memory thing. That's just... That's, that's just with time. Yeah. I, that's just, I just have this weird memory. That's the only reason why. And honestly, notes can derail me. Mm-hmm. And I'd almost rather miss out and saying things I wrote down. Because I, I write a manuscript. I write right. everything out. I don't know what you, you write. Uh, I know, it's great. I actually have you, you no idea. It's a lot of, there's a lot oh, really? of numbers You've never read and symbols. You, no, he talks about Nobody's craziness. read his notes. <laughs> <I do>. <laughs> <laughs> he talks no, about they, they are a little, manic. They are a little manic. They're legit they are. manic. You just have to know where to start. You have to get to where it says today. I appreciate. Because all of those I appreciate the like headers and then the bullet points. It's just to get me to my... my I, I glossed over the... It's funny. It was for this last one because we were, we were preaching uh, at the same time. Absolutely. And I was like, oh, I want to see what he wrote since he's before me. I want to do a smooth transition. Maybe five minutes at the most of me reading through it, I went, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what he's going to say, so I'll just write my sermon. All self-talk. I couldn't figure it out. All it self-talk still until today. And it still it worked. It was shocking. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it did worked, work. It, it worked, worked remarkably. Sunday was so I much mean, fun. I mean, Easter yeah. worked the best. The Christian zombies. Gosh yeah, dang. So Easter good. was Told you that's the best really translation fun. of all time. <laughs> handing off the Christian zombies. You handing it to me, I was like, that's the greatest everyone cheers that. It's 
like that's yeah, a bonus. That was good. That's such yeah, a bonus. It's the best ever. When you get the crowd to cheer, it Love is actually people. fun. I know. But it was this unhealthy dynamic of just like I want to be brilliant, and honestly, the breaking of me is where I, the not memorizing and all that was. It just like. It was just bringing me back to my original calls. I, and I, that's where God got me down to. I'm like, I just want to, I just want to be used by the Lord to help people feel loved yeah, by God. Yeah. Like, that's, let them that's know. It. People ask me, yeah. what's my call? Somebody's like, what's your purpose in life? Forget who just did this to me. And I was like, uh, to communicate that God loves you to the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, they were like stumped. They didn't know where to go from. <laughs> they didn't know where to go from there. I'm like, like what? It really uh, is I'm simple. Like, no, that is, that is it. Yeah. Not, not that I love you, that literally that God loves you, every yeah. single person on this planet. That is my goal. Yeah. From there, we can build anything, but yeah. that yeah. has to be the first message. 100%. <laughs> two years ago, just over two years ago, we sat out right here, the three of us, around a big wire spool, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, the old table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The old table. before we had the nice yeah. table. And uh, There's a small one version of it. Yeah. It's a little brother. And you looked at me and you said, there's clearly still ministry inside of you and we'll help you discover what that looks like if you want to. I had no desire, bro, yeah. to be back in ministry at that point. Uh, and I'm so thankful for that day. I saw you on a random Facebook video and connected. Hey, is it okay if my buddy comes? Yeah, you didn't tell me it was the co-senior pastor of the mm-hmm. church. <laughs> and then uh, to where we got to today. And it comes from that. Like I had no desire to be back in full-time ministry. Yeah. But you saw something in me. You guys saw something in me. And really my position here aligns with my purpose, which which is to build people. Yeah. When you can get your job to identify with your purpose that I that that resonates with your identity. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's the sweet spot. Well, you're I think, you're in your sweet spot right now. Well, and bro. I think being, absolutely being aware of in it, your sweet yeah. spot. Cuz it is it is an action that we take. God is opening doors. Yeah. It's just being aware and being open to that. And that was the same thing for me. I, I was to say, are you in your sweet spot, Josh? Oh, definitely. I've never I don't it, think you I You shock me more than anybody else cuz I feel like you have the most potential out of all of us. 100%. Like to do does. anything with music yeah. well, and to it, be like I, mean, I want to really my feelings, but <laughs> I'm gonna miss you uh, most. Just so you know, I'm gonna miss you most of all. A, that's a time to plug Ironwood outfit. Yeah, like, right. I have another channel. It's Lisa too. and I've been joking lately about uh, the Wizard of Oz, the uh, Family Guy, and Dorothy's saying about everybody, and she's like, "I'm gonna miss you, I'm gonna miss you," and she goes, "I'm gonna miss you most of all, Scarecrow." And they're like, "What the hell? <laughs> right? That's like that's like leaving a big fart and then walking out of the room." That's that's so and then good. she walks out and they go, "Goodbye, big fart." That's hilarious. <laughs> so, what would you tell someone? What advice do you give someone? Somebody to get to, I don't want to say where you are, but like to find their spot, to find their... Are you in your sweet spot, by the way? Uh, I'm close. I don't have enough time in my life, and I don't know if that'll ever change. What's the What's the thing you know, besides? Is it the Is it your other gig? That was yeah. like I, a four. I I have a massive. <laughs> <laughs> I have such a weird passion for so many things and I've pursued a lot of them and I've found that, oh, I'm actually really good at these, however many things. things, actually. And so I have a problem where I'm like, cool, so I want to do them all. So I recently told Ashley, it's funny, I brought it up to my wife. I jokingly was like, oh man, at some point I'm going to need a new computer because like mine is pretty old. Yeah. And she goes, oh, why? You use your iPad as a computer. You have a keyboard. It works perfect for you. And I go, I know, but I'm going to start editing again. And she goes, are you joking me? Mm. She goes, dude, you sleep like two hours a night and you're working nonstop. When are, when are you going to edit? And I'm like, well, those two hours that I'm sleeping. <laughs> I found two hours right yeah. there. And I'm waiting for chat like, GPT edit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, dude, you're insane. Like, don't pick up something else yet. She's like, I'm trying to look out for you. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, but I have that. And I, I think that, I don't know if that angst ever goes 
goes away. Mm. So I don't know. I would say I am. I couldn't be happier in ministry. This is, I think, the best it is. And yeah. even I'm exhausted right now too, in like ministry oh, wise. Church is a lot, but I'm so it's happy. It's the best version of it in, on the planet right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh. yeah, but it's still, it's still a, lot. a lot. I still, sure. I still get home. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I actually say it all the time. Like she's like, she's like, how was your, how was your day at work? I go, it was churchy. Yeah, churchy. <laughs> Church stuff. But I go, and I'll even when I'm tired, I'm like, but it's the it's the best version of it. Yeah. Yeah. It I I've never it's never been better than this. It's like this still is still life giving even when I'm exhausted. Yeah. yeah. It's taking yeah. a lot from me, but it's also giving yeah. a lot to me. Yeah. So how how does somebody get to that spot? How does somebody mm. get to the spot where because here's the, I feel like I half pursued it and half fell into it. I feel like you pursued music, but you, and this isn't an insult, you absolutely oh, yeah. fell into the ministry part of it. Right. How do you, is there a prescription? Is there a way for somebody to find their sweet spot, to find their purpose, their, to follow the will of God, to walk that path? What Four we, core what values, baby. That's, Ooh, well, they're, they're, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not bad. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're, I, they're, really pretty, they're pretty helpful. It resonates so much. Yeah. I, I, do think, I do think that's a huge part of it. Knowing who you are, understanding your identity, determining what you're passionate about. I love that we start there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that when the countless people come up to us and say, how do I know my purpose? How do I find all that? We don't say what I, because I used to say this in ministry. I remember constantly, just start doing a bunch of stuff and mm-hmm. find out the things that you love to do. Right. That's a, which is, there's a, there's a place for that, right? For sure. That's good. Right. But right. To, if you don't know your identity first, all of that gets convoluted oh. and actually gets disgusting. Identity, it actually identity ruins is you. the why. Yeah. It's the why, man. It's like, why, what's, what's, why? Because if you don't answer the question of like, the why is, I actually don't have to. God loves me. It's finished. Right. Otherwise, you start doing all those other things for a why. And you're, you're looking like, for acceptance. Yeah, you're, you're trying to fill so that spot. So it's either the acceptance or the, that becomes who you are. That and you becomes go, no, your no, no, no. Yeah, your yeah. identity's in the wrong spot. You, yeah. Even if you're doing it for the right reasons, you right. just want to help people. Yeah, right. right. You become that becomes your identifier and yeah. ruins you. And I we can't stress that enough. You will get ruined by doing good things, right? A hundred percent. If you do it yeah. with the wrong motive, like when yeah. I when I when I was wrestling with identity stuff with God a long time ago, and and he's always asking me why. I'm like, well, you know, I want to want to share Christ with a million people and see a million people get saved. He's like, cool, why? Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you know, because because like, like I want him. He's like he's like, no, no, why? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, because I want you to like me. Yep. Like, it, then it took a while to get to like, I want, he's like, mm-hmm. but I already like you, so yeah. now why? N.T. Wright mm-hmm. says in, in one of his books, I can't remember which one, uh, in the heart of every man is the desire to be God. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. And then I like, and then you live it. It's so Thinking true. about it for a couple months, I was like, oh, I got, yeah. I got issues. Yeah. I totally want to be, all of us have I want to be my wise. own God. We I want to control yeah. my life. I want to be the one who dictates everything that goes on in my sure. life. Mm-hmm. And again, it usually goes back to because then God will look at me and go, great job, great. buddy. Well done, good and well faithful done, servant. good and faithful servant. You worked really, really hard. But then when you read the Bible, you're like, oh, he never says that because I worked hard. That's right. right. That's never the thing. People don't do a good job of separating theologically of this is my son whom I love, with him, with him I'm well pleased. That's the lens that covers us with well done, good and faithful servant. It says both are true. They're totally separate deals. Totally different. If you can get to is, oh, I'm the son he loves because of Christ and he's well pleased with me. Now the well done, there is a well done, right? Absolutely. There's crowns. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff like little well, that's faith, the, I mean, faith, literally Sunday kind of I preached on Romans 12, one and two, and it's the whole thing. It's like, it's, it's a bunch of doing. It's offer, your, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. They're doing things, but they come on the heels of 11 other chapters of right. Paul laying out yeah. theology of your identity first. Right. And we jump to that and we go, 
I got to do all this stuff. Yeah, people don't realize that one through seven is deconstructing your identity. 100%. Eight then tells you what it is. Uh-huh. One through seven is a deconstruction. Yeah. You know, like you start going through, you're like, oh, yeah, I can't be good. I can't. You start looking at these because he basically presents these ideas and then wrecks them. And then and wrecks you're like, them. What the heck is happening yeah, in this in this book? True. And then an eight comes along. It's like, oh, there's therefore no no condemnation, yeah. right? You can't do anything. It's nothing to do with you. But that that uh that getting to that identity, then you get down to is God's like, what do you want to do? Because right. then it really when you start looking at your purpose, it really does go down to like if everything is actually finished. If you believe me, and I, I'm good, you and I are good. And it's not going to change. Yeah. It's not going to get better or worse. We got our relationship set. What do you want to do? And then you start going into there. You start going, and then what were you made to do? Well, so you know, do you think do you, that is that that is true across the board? I do, I, and I do because I think that, like, just looking at Joe's story, you want to see a million people saved. Why? So that you like me. I don't think that that desire to see a million people saved has changed, but I think that the why has shifted from so that you'll like me to because you saved me and what you saved me from. It's yeah, and it's uh, my joy. I like I didn't, say, I didn't know it was my joy. It actually, the, is my joy. The facets of a bunch and the, the joy, the joy of God. Uh, what's the movie, Chariots of Fire? The guy who oh, runs. man, that's a good movie. So, Gosh, I remember, so powerful. I run so I feel his, because I feel his pleasure. I feel his pleasure. And I remember when I was early on in sobriety, it was actually uh, Rob Bob, Rob Bob Slob. Yeah. He told me, he's like, watch this movie. He says, that's why you play music. Yeah. yeah. And I remember that was just one of those other pillars that I've built. The Big line for me too. So now the abundance and the more, you ask like, what's our sweet spot? I'm like, yeah, I, I do feel I'm, I'm content, though it can be overwhelming and tiring at times in a, in a whole. It really is. I do feel more peace. I feel healthier. Uh, I have a clear understanding of myself and others. I have this, the love for others is growing in ways that I didn't ever care about before. Yeah. It's so simple. It's not to make yeah. God like me more. It's, oh, this is just why I'm here. Yeah. I think that's why for me yesterday, your question yesterday, what was a time you felt like a great Christian was difficult to answer because it's so nuanced without qualifying it. Like it makes you sound super arrogant. Like my, my, the times that I feel the most connected with God is when I am one-on-one ministry or small group ministry with other people where you see them capturing part of their own identity through that process of ministry. When I'm building into someone, when Joe is so, Joe is so evangelic, evangelistic, he lives for evangelism, his heart, his drive, his passion, the books that he writes, the his things crocs. that he does, the crocs, maybe not, those might be from the enemy, but he lives for evangelism. You live for discipleship. I live for building into people, seeing them achieve the next level of their faith. Like when you're in that moment, that's when I feel the most connected to God, not anything that's going on inside of me. It's what's actually going through me into others. Interesting. That's good. I actually feel the most connected to God when I am the most connected to how he sees me. That's, that's my, that's when I feel like a good Christian, that I'm actually doing what he wants me to do. It's like, I'm living my life through the lens of how he sees me. And I just starting from there, like, okay, like when my prayer time, he's always bringing me back to, hey, remember, remember, let's, let's see this from my perspective, not yours. That does more wonders for me because then I literally go out with the most pure motives yeah. all the time. Cause I'm just like, it's just getting me back to, it's like, how do I see you? Um, and that, and when, once I get to that spot, I'm like, so then why the, everything I'm going to do from this point forward are, I don't need anything from anyone. And that sounds weird, but I don't, I don't need anything from anyone. So right. now what am I going to do? Yeah. How am I going to handle this? Uh, and and then it ends up becoming a lot of, and really helps in really, God's really been speaking to me about 
if you really see me the way I, you know, see yourself, how I see you, you can have joy in every moment. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of been the fun, like joy has been like the new word for me being like, oh yeah, I can, I can, I I can have joy and I can enjoy and I can rejoice. Like all these different elements where it's just like, because that's my lens. I'm in joy. I'm just saying more more joy. Let's keep more joy. That's, I mean, that's the message from Sunday. I think the misconstruction for me is sometimes it can get to a point where it's like, we're saying that doing stuff is wrong. Yeah. But your message was, no, it's, there really is. It's not what the church is asking of you. God is going to place something in you that's going to pull you in a direction that makes you want to do something. And for me, kind of thought about like, what makes you feel most connected with God? One of those times is when I'm being of service to others, just serving other people. Uh, and I think God put that in mankind. I really do. Because I, I know non-Christians yes. who find so much joy and passion in serving others. Yeah. And it becomes kind of a piece of who they are. Yeah. And I always tell them like, yeah, that's, that's God. You're literally, you don't even believe in God. That's the beauty of it is God placed that in every one of us. And I think the, we have done, I don't understand how, we've done such a bad job as, as the church over the, you know, decades of complicating the gospel. Yeah. We have compli- and we've complicated discipleship and we've created these, these books and these, these products to help move people. And I go, gosh, I, it feels like a cop out when discipleship now for me is you need to just spend as much time with God as possible and you need to be listening at all times because he's only speaking love into your life. Then when he calls you to something, he's not calling you to something beyond which you can, can't bear. Like, think about it. Like, he's calling you to this because you're finally ready and it's small steps. He doesn't call you on day one to do something insane. He, he walks you down this path of trusting him, understanding who you are, to serve outside of yourself, to sacrifice of yourself. And when you take those steps slowly, discipleship is me just encouraging. I'm just walking next to you going, man, you're doing such a good job. Hey, be careful of this. This is a pitfall that I know of because I walk that path too. It's so simple, but we want to complicate things so much. And I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why we want to make this difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of our human nature too, is we, we want to excel so quickly. We want to be, thing is when you teach leadership, one of the concepts that I pound on is you can't be so far out in front that people can't see you. So you're not going to lead people that are way behind you. That's very unusual. It takes a very good skill yeah. set to well, do that. that. You have to be, you're just in front, man. If they, cause if they can't see the steps that you're taking, they don't know how to take those yeah. steps. Yeah. yeah. So I will say, I think it was interesting. The God never leave you nor forsake you passage, like that promise. The thing you can kind of stand on is really one of the best ways we represent Christ and, and being with people through stuff. Cause a lot of times you can't do anything about it, but you can be with them. I like am. they're going through something like, like, here's what I got. I'm going to be with you. And Probably you think most that, of the time you can't do anything. You can't do anything about it. Virtually and, and, all the time. And believe it or not, that's all they want. I mean, you yeah. can, I mean, They're prayer. like happy. And, yeah, they can pray and like, yeah. you're like, but just the idea of like, hey, I'll, I'll be with you through this. Like, yeah. I don't know why that's so comforting, but it is. It's like that I'm not alone. Yeah, because nobody People wants feel to be alone. alone. People feel alone and stuff. That's, yeah. that's not it. feeling alone in it is huge. I have a close friend. This is one of those recent uh, situations where it's, it's just, he's just had, I don't know why we complicate things. I think because life itself Life itself outside of each of us is complicated. That's true. But it's, yeah. it's this broken world. Yeah. Which makes me say, sorry, you can get back to it, but like, yeah. which makes me say that means we should be more simple about it. And that's what it is. Life is so complicated. That's what God does with us. His love yeah. is simple. Yeah. His message is simple. And that's what I think, you know, and he was actually asking me on this topic, he was saying he's having a tough time. He's witnessed his parent, his, his mom die and his dad die. Ugh. And it's just really sad. And I've come to really love the guy, his brother. You know, it's like, what do you say? I don't know what to offer you. As he 
he's talking to me, I'm also heeding the spirit, like, what do I say? Right. What do I do? Yeah, yeah. Really is just listen and love him. I asked him if he's been to counseling and stuff like that. Hey, man, I, I just want you to know, like, I don't understand 100%. I can't understand because I haven't lived that experience, but I, I'm with you. Yep. It was one of those moments where that's all I could do. And it was... It's huge. And it, I think it is because we want to quantify as like, this has to be enough to make a change. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like I should make a change yeah. in this person's yeah. life. When really just being there over time, consistency, being there. And having a space to let them let it out, right? Because there's something about just kind of talking stuff yeah. through. Like, yeah. Even though we're not therapists, like I was going through something. You're a sounding board. A sounding board's point. huge. You're not, you're not offering anything back even. And, and that's but being a service. And let somebody vent. Yeah. To sit there. It's funny. I remember uh, the story of Job is so interesting. He's got like the three worst friends in the world yeah. who just give the worst advice and his wife is terrible. Mm-hmm. But she does one thing that was amazing and it says that she just sits by his side. And I'm like, that's good. When she sat there and just was with him, amazing. I was like, that's all people want. I yeah. kid you not. He just continued to quote Job. Seriously? Yeah. But he was focusing on the negatives of that. Sure. Of sure. There's a, and I said, well, it's, it's totally. I it's feel a, like Job. I, if I said that's good and every time I say that's good, I hear Trey yelling from behind the drums, that's good. It's one of yeah. my favorite things. Yeah. Or from the crowd. That, that's good. I, I also feel like I'm, I'm doing something well when, when I hear Trey yell. That's, yeah. that's good. I'm always like, that was, okay. that was good. Okay. That was good. Uh, I had somebody check in on me. I was going through some tough stuff a year or two ago. And they just would call periodically and say, hey, how you doing? And just let me talk. And I'm like, and they're like, hey, I can't do it. And even said like, you know, I can't do anything about this. I'm like, believe it or not, you don't need to. Yeah. Like you just ask me how I'm doing. I don't know why, but it helps. You yeah. know what I mean? I just feel knowing, not alone. Yeah. Knowing that somebody cares. That's it. I've been, I've been feeling like I need to, that's funny that I, I've been wanting to do that more for people. That's not my... Instinct. Yeah, that that's not, it's not very comfortable for me. I am a fix-it guy. Yeah, I'm, a, sure. I'm a fixer. I, I joke about, even in woodworking, like literally, Ashley jokes about it all the time. Woodworking is just problem solving. It's my favorite thing to do. I just want to, I just want to solve problems. I want to fix things. That's my innate reaction. So it's difficult even when somebody will say like, oh man, and this is going on, and I'm like, oh, you see why, like, how you can get out of sure, it, right? right. Exactly. And most of the time, they're like, you know what, dude? And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've, I've so it's difficult, it. but I've, I've felt lately that I need to do that more with people and call random friends who live out of the state mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I have lost touch with, but just, to, how are you? And I don't need to give you advice. I just need to, you to know that somebody's thinking about you, that God's laid you on my yeah. heart. That's yeah. it. Like, that's enough. That's it. That's hard. Yeah. I've had to quantify conversations with Steph at times because I, I have that, that drive yeah. to, like, especially for her, I want to fix everything. Oh, so bad. And so she'll be telling me a story. I go, wait, just so I'm clear, is this a I'm listening or you want me to fix it? I, Ashley and I yeah. it started that probably six years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had that conversation and I was like, a lot of the times I didn't ask. So mm-hmm. she's bringing me a problem. I thought for, you know, 10 right. years of our marriage, I'm right. like, you're bringing me a problem to fix it, to right? Fix it. Why right. else are you bringing right. me a problem? Yeah. This is she broken, goes, you, You've come to the right person. Yeah. And I, so you're holding a hammer. I need a nail and a hammer. I want to show it to you. Right. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> and I, it's right here. It's I right had here. to, I had to ask. And it was so funny to get to that realization in marriage where I go, oh, and she would say like, no, I just need you to be there for me, and I'm like, so don't be offended. And we, it was a very explicit conversation. It was, so is it okay then for me to just, because I'm too stupid. I right. really am too dumb to know which one I'm supposed to do. Just tell right. me. Right. So I had to ask, and she's great with it. She's yeah. like, I, and sometimes she'll even start with it. I just need you to listen to you. There's nothing for you to Steph fix. Steph shifted to that too. I go, thank you. Yep. But Lisa, I, Lisa yep. and I are at this place now where I just realized she never wants me to fix it. It's just so, never. So I never, I never venture advice. Well, what's funny is I don't think it Everyone's necessarily comes from just a place of pride. I love you. I care about oh, you. Sure. I want the best for you. Yeah. 
And it's just how we operate, just natural. You know, anybody who starts off with, here's what you need to do, I want to punch in the face. So well, just so you know, you know I don't, I don't like that do. either. It's a good you thing you yeah. can't reach your face. Yeah, you right. need to... So like when you're just like, yeah, blah, blah, blah is going on. And then they're like, yeah, here's what you need to do. I'm like, even me, I realized, well, that's not just, it's not just our wives. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that, that begin, that opening. Cause then I'm feeling like you're just waiting to tell me what to do. Are you actually listening to me? That, that is tough. The, what's the, that line from fight club that are you listening? Or are you just waiting for silence so that you can <laughs> respond? I'm like, you, you see that with people. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I think we've all done that at times where it was just like, a, I have something to add. I have something to add. Right. As opposed to Most the heart that just listen. Yeah, for sure. For Should sure. we end with something fun? Like a sure. Friday question? Yeah. Let's, do, let's fun... do it. Let's end with this one. What is the best fake band from a movie or a TV show? Oh, wedding singer. hundred percent. Interesting. Yeah. I had nothing. Uh, I had nothing on. off the bat. Wedding singer. Wedding when, singer. when he starts messing up the words, that's pretty oh, good. Throwing in the F good. word. I, that was one of the funniest. I rewound yeah, that a hundred times, good. but it was all bold. And uh, why'd the, you stop? I actually am like, I'm actually a fan of the, the boy George character where they go do it again. And like one guy now is like, what? No, <laughs> come on. No. Cause they're all, they all basically dealt with the first version of a singing right. again. Uh, best fake band. Uh, I would say in when Squidward leads the band in uh, SpongeBob, it was pretty good. Where Squidward gets a win, it's like the one win in SpongeBob. That's a good example. It's like the one win he ever gets. So I don't know. That was pretty good. And they got the electric guitar. I I have never seen. I've seen. A thousand. You've never clips. seen the Bubble Dome? I've I've never seen a full episode of SpongeBob. Oh man, it's so good. It, it actually is genuinely funny. I've yeah. seen them again, thousands of clips. That's but the never is seen an, episode. an instrument. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. They have a lot of lines. You They're do a, so you many. Do memes. A pretty good, Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I empathize the most with that character. I live under a rock. Patrick's best moment is when he's going off to work when they're raising a clam together, and he comes <laughs> back and he's exhausted every day. He, and SpongeBob's like, "You're not helping me with the with the baby," and he's like, "I've been working all." Day. And he opens up his briefcase and it's full of donuts. <laughs> he's just going to his he's just going to his house and eating donuts while SpongeBob is raising the kid. What do you think, Floyd? Best fake band from a movie or TV yeah. show? Hard to beat Wedding Singer. Can you name any other ones? How about that? I don't have a reference point. I, so it's hard this, to think of it. It's wild that this yeah. came up because we just watched Scott Pilgrim last night. Oh yeah. yeah. Scott, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. Theirs was uh well, their band was called Sex Bomb, but there were other bands that they had to, you know, have to fight. Yeah. You know. To, to win the love of the, the character. But I think without that reference from last night, it's the band playing the wedding at the end of Hangover when he's like, I'll take you to the candy shop. Remember that? And yeah, it's like... It's the, I just watched Hangover. So yeah, yes, so good. that's... He's I pretty great. He's actually in a few of those movies. He is. Uh, how about how about uh, Ave Maria by uh, Will Ferrell at the end of Step Brothers? Sure. The mother effing the Catalina... F- what, the f- Catalina Wine Mixer. How is Step Brothers? We need one bleep in this episode. When I first saw Step Brothers, I thought it was fine. I thought it was funny. Second time, I was like, okay, this is pretty it's a funny. Gem. And that it's every time I watch it, it, it gets growing. better. It I don't growing. know of many movies like that. I was watching Cops. That's a, dude, it's that's so many good lines. <laughs> Have you seen the You've never outtakes? seen it? You've never, never, oh, you've never seen Step Brothers? Never do you watch it. comedies My at favorite all, character. I do. I watch What's funny? What's a funny comedy? Sorry. He said I didn't see Step Brothers. I just had to pause. It's a tangent. That's worth it. So I like 
like the Kevin Hart movies because Kevin Hart, I think, is hilarious. I love Will Ferrell. Oh, I don't know why. What's I, but a, I've what's never, a, what Kevin Hart movie? What kind uh, of movies? Die funny? Hart was funny. Um, okay, you like recent. Yeah, you liked yeah. his worst one. Yeah. Good it job. Was, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was funny. Anything that Kevin Hart and The Rock do together. So I'm what in. was that? Uh, Central Intelligence. Central, Central Intelligence. Intelligence. I actually did think it was that was funny. Wasn't that? Good? I other, thought The Rock thought was other guys. Those aren't real. Those are. Oh no, the other guys was Marky Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Oh, between The Rock was in it. He had him and the. His yeah, and Samuel L. Jackson, and they jump off the roof. But they was die like they die so early. Funny. In the movie. Aim for the bushes. Aim for the bushes. Were okay. you not a am- when that Amazing. first happened? I'm like, that can't be real. Yeah. Amazing. So my thought is with funny movies, they have to have a million quotable lines. Yep. Like, so if it doesn't have a million quotable lines, it's almost not a comedy, even if it is. You're the most movie line quote guy that I know. Maybe him more. No, no, you're more. You're Me. more. Nah, you're yeah, more. Yeah. It yeah. might be because I spend most time. Yeah. Yeah. Time. yeah. So, okay. I can't think of any other fake bands. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good. Just one answer. I don't really, I really don't even. What is what's that? on there? What if yeah, the I was going to say, there? do they have sure. I think it's funny that Josh said, oh, it's nice that this randomly popped up when he searched fake bands. Because yeah, I watched a movie last It was one night. of the questions on the. Um, Pilgrim versus the World. There's what a movie that? called. Oh, Spinal Tap. Oh, this is Spinal Tap is one of the greatest movies of all time. There's a movie called Streets of Fire where she sings the song in it and it's an action movie. It's actually really great if you haven't seen it. It's a power line from a goofy movie. I've never. What Do you remember about? a goofy movie? Power no. line? What's he a was, goofy movie? I, I felt um, like you were speaking Hebrew just now. <laughs> I, got, I got like one word out of the, the whole cartoon. sentence you just looked at. The me. cartoon movie. Uh, Max and Go- Goofy wants to take Max on a vacation because Max is getting no, in trouble. I'm so sorry. Powerline yeah, is like this. Is this he's, like a prin- he's like a Prince Michael Jackson hybrid. And Prince like Michael this, Jackson hybrid? Yeah, like, like would be fantastic. disco pop like icon. No, oh, it's such no. a great example. I'm Whoever, into a Prince Michael Jackson hybrid. I'm you like know what's funny? But I bet you there is... I just thought most movies have a fake, like a lot of movies will have a fake, fake band, band in them, especially can't comedies. Even, can't even think of it. But any. I can't think of them. Maybe Jack Black and his School of Rock oh, band. Yeah. Rock that's pretty good. good. That's, you know, they're, they're, Dude, that was actually a really great reference because the, they were, um, those were all kids. prodigy musicians too. Yeah, Every one all, of those kids. They were all legit. Dude, and that movie is so good. It is so I good. Love it's a classic. that movie. Well, actually, Sex Bob-omb is on here. That's the Scott Pilgrim's band. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's at, and then at the very end, they ended up Getting a contract with the last ex boy, evil ex boyfriend, the head producer. Yeah. And we're like, we're Sex Bobomb. We're here to make money and sell out. One, two, three, four. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually funny. How about, how about Sexual Chocolate from Coming to America? Ooh. Oh, yeah, great. that's good. That's another movie, man. I was. What, young wasn't there a I, sequel in the last year? There was. Year? Sexual yeah. Chocolate came yeah. back. Did you and see another, it? Yeah. Was it good? It's fine. It's ha- nostalgic. Yeah, it's those nostalgic. are all the like nostalgic. Like we talked all about, the references. To we talked one. about uh, what was it? The cartoon, The Incredibles. Oh yeah, it's nostalgic. Yeah. Like you, you can't not like the Blues movie Brothers. Oh, that's got a reference. Win. Yeah, that's a great yeah. reference. Well, Blues Brothers was a real band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's they were like, dude. And honestly, I still listen to their that the what's the it's the song where he does the whip during the song. Oh yeah, that, that's that's, uh, that's with Aretha Franklin. Does that is he do that? Dude, I don't know, but they were because Lucy was a serious musician. Yeah. Yeah. He was phenomenal. He's yeah. a character. Anything man. else? Tough, tough question, actually. It, it is, but honestly, but again, we named it a lot. Fun. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. fun to the hear. Surprise! Yeah, yeah. I, literally, when he first asked, and you said, uh, "You're a wedding singer. singer," I was like, "Well, I'm out." Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know anything else. No. But uh, when you were mentioning comedies, like, what is what is one of your one go to comedies? Not necessarily like, the best. It's just one of like the first comedies you've seen. Something you always go to is it Step Brothers? The go tos have gotten old now. I don't think they're as funny anymore. Like, I can't watch Billy Madison and laugh as hard as I used to. No. Like, I enjoy it, but sure. Ace Ventura probably still pretty funny. We mentioned it the other day. is Tommy Boy that I, I want to go back and watch yeah, again. Yeah, okay. Because uh, 
Megan hadn't seen like any Chris Farley movies, and she's, I was did she so, not even know who Chris Farley she was? Know very, she know I was very Farley. angry. It is shocking, actually, yeah. when you like when you're like, oh, I've never watched Karate Kid. You're like, what? You know what I've I hate? And it, this is a realization huh? that uh, it was a few years ago. I think was the first time it happened. I don't. And this is a sad truth. I don't feel like there is a large age gap between like Josh and Tegan and a bunch of the people in our church, and it's massive. It's humongous, years. and it's so funny because I'm like, yeah, we're we're the same and, Tegan, yeah. and I'm like you know oh. Chris Farley Tegan she's like I'm 25 the, the and I, I actually go oh my gosh I don't know what to do because it de- I don't feel that way right. I just I feel totally and I the feel problem like is for me the only bridge in that gap is most of the stuff I watched in my grandparents mm-hmm. so it'd be yeah you have to have somebody older in your well, life well you have reference you actually reference and a ton of old stuff and, yeah. and Matlock you know like right. I'm there's still a gap and uh, having older siblings or parents Airwolf. if you watch TV with them you know what sure. I mean? like you, yeah. you saw that stuff I've actually made my kids for every birthday my birthday uh i make them watch uh 80s and 90s action movies every birthday die hard uh they've seen die hard they've seen all the like the low qualities yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. i was gonna cobra. say what uh, are they they've seen cobra oh, cobra's cobra. terrible yeah. i showed them cobra commando uh, robocop uh, robocop uh i don't know if we watch robocop because i mostly have been working my way through jean-claude van damme uh, oh steven nice. spielberg did you do uh schwarzenegger stuff steven seagal i mean the train of schwarzenegger movies schwarzenegger and uh and stallone were first so he just went through all those schwarzenegger they they recently did the 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 deep fakes Again, where they had Schwarzenegger doing so different good. characters, they're sh- they're uncanny how good they are. I don't even know how they do it. But the, I the deep fake on on Napoleon Dynamite where he's Uncle Rico. Was that not hilarious? What That's so good? I sent it to you. Oh, I didn't. I, I sent it to everybody. It's you crazy. Got, it's Schwarzenegger as Uncle Rico sitting on the porch yeah. talking about how far he can throw it, yeah, but it's yeah, Arnold. I, I didn't get the reference. Oh my god! Oh, I watched. So didn't get the reference. You don't know yeah. Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite? Dynamite. So Napoleon Dynamite. That's, one of those. that's probably one of the better scenes in Napoleon Dynamite. No, see, watch me the, throw. Watch when, me throw it over this. Mountain. When you talk about quotable lines, the entire movie is it's, a, it's so quotable. Is a guilty pleasure of a comedy for me. Yeah, mm. I hated. Napoleon Dynamite when I first saw it. Well, just sure. were friends. I didn't kind Lisa of like sold it. Me I on it. hated it. Everybody kept quoting it. I actually slowly came around to it, and now yeah. I love it. But I did not. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm watching. Like, I don't get it. I wouldn't do the quotes it's when it funny. first came out. Like, I wouldn't do them. I hated the movie so much. Everybody was walking around acting like Napoleon Dynamite, and I was like, our culture's falling. Give me apart. some like, tots. The world is over. Gosh. And then I. Dude, it, it, took large years, too. it took years It took literally years before, I, and I was like, all right, I, I get it now. Yeah, it's funny. So it's common. Of a of a lion and a tiger, pretty much my favorite animal for its skills and magic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 pretty epic. Pretty, yeah, but it, it took is. me a minute. There's a bunch of actually some of the funnier movies took me a minute. I don't know why. Uh, uh, Billy Madison, I liked right off the bat, but okay. uh, So I Married an Axe Murder took a minute. I don't yeah. know why. So I had for years. Oh, So I Married an Axe Murder. I think is is a I think that's work one of, of Mike art. Myers' best movies. Yeah, me too. Brilliant. I think it's stupid of me, and it's like a, a dumb thing that I've completely gotten over. But when when stuff was mainstream back in the day, I didn't like. It just because it was mainstream. You just wanted the cool. You yeah. wanted the outsiders. I want outsiders. I I just I hated it. If everybody liked it, I was like, well, it's not good. <laughs> and then there came this point where I was like, well, no, it's it's good. Everybody likes it. It's obviously good. And yeah. then I just gave that up because I'm like, oh, if it's funny, it's funny. I yeah. Don't Do you have a go-to Floyd with your comedies? I, I, I think this conversation has made me realize my ADD is worse than your guys's because I don't sit through movies well. Yeah, I, most of my comedy that I think go-to comedies, I think of like TV shows. Like sitcoms. 
Yeah, sitcom. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So okay. which sitcom? Sitcoms. Uh, Frasier, Seinfeld. Wow. Wow. You Frasier. Frasier. I love Frasier. Which, by the way, is one of the best shows ever. Yeah, and then Scramble. But it's X. just weird to me. It's not that you comedy. Went there. I, I, I loved it. it. I watched every I episode. It. Have not, you seen it funny. recently? No. Not very good. No. Watching it right now. It's. Are you really? What's I really it on? Am. What's it streaming? Uh, it's on Paramount. Oh, do you get Paramount? I got it free with. Oh, okay. Free with Walmart. I call. I called Joe on this recently because he's right. Every time he mentions Paramount. He has to say that it's free, yeah. that he gets it for free. And I'm like, dude, I, nobody needs it. I'm in, the I'm only in, reason I I'm have in it financial responsibility mode right now. So yeah. it seems like yeah. I'm not being irresponsible. You're in three three people in college mode. Oh, that's, I was going to say, I was like three. Yeah. 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 Three. yeah. All right. Do you have a go-to, Ryan? I, I don't. I genuinely don't. I'm more of a go-to action guy. So I rewatch. I will rewatch action I, all day long. I just, it, it, it came up on my feet because they're remaking Blade. Are they really? And I'm so excited. Who's I thought cast as Blade, Blade 1 what? and 2. Who's cast? Who are they casting as Blade? I, I know. You'll know him. I can't remember who it okay. is. Oh, I, can't remember I think I've name. seen it, but I can't pronounce his name. Yes, it is a, it is a difficult name. But I got so excited because okay. the Blade 1 and 2 are the two of the best. 3 was rough. Oh, Steven Dorff in Blade 1 is amazing. I think Ryan Reynolds in Blade 3? Was it 2 or 3? Yeah. So that was... That was two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds and who was he the was girl? Uh, uh, somebody with like a name. Yeah. Was it Jessica Biel? It was Biel. Yeah. They were so good together. The three of them were so good. It was that's so uh, Maher Salah Ali. Okay, cool. I'm all right yeah, with that. I'd it. rather be somebody because I don't want to picture anybody else. And like, I'd rather be somebody I don't know than trying to be like, why is Michael no, Jordan playing? No, you know he's him. Been he's in, a stud. He's been in a lot of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. He's actually in a great drama I just saw. What's funny is I. It's weird because he looks a little bit like Wesley Snipes. Yeah. They have the poster. I saw the, the main poster of him and the way he's lit and everything. I actually thought it was Wesley Snipes when I first saw it. And then I was like, oh, no, it's not. No. So I got excited because yeah. they. Because Wesley Snipes is like 90. Yeah. Well, and, he, yeah. And, and, still, and he's Blade. I don't care what you say. He's always blade. be Blade. That dude is Blade. Always. This guy right there that they have cast is going to have to work out because he's a pretty thin dude. He's a fit dude. But he's going to, he's probably going to get yoked yeah, for this. You know, and what's funny is if it's your job, that's the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. You get a yeah. dietitian. Yeah. You get a, a chef, trainer, you get all of a sudden, a next thing you know, you are yoked. It's the same with the dude uh, who plays the who plays uh, Adam Warlock in the new Avengers stuff. Yeah, the kid who just he is a he is a th slight young man I, until I, he got that I, role and he's taped. I watched all the uh, like the developments. Uh, he, like he like posted like the phases of getting built. He is so yoked right now. It's dude, crazy. He's so, it's awesome. He all that great. trend. Yeah, it's great. All that what? The trend, the steroids. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I didn't no. used to deal drugs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, thanks for joining us, guys, and you won't hate it. I'm Josh. I'm Ryan. I'm Floyd. I'm Joe.